Welcome to the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast, where we talk with martial arts practitioners about their histories and the influence that their practice of martial arts has on their lives. You are listening to the free version of this podcast, which is abbreviated. Help support this program by considering to subscribe to us on Patreon, where you will get four full-length podcasts each month one week before the YouTube release date. The cost is that of about one coffee shop coffee per month. Go to www.patreon.com slash malmag to subscribe. That is www.patreon.com slash M-A-L-M-A-G. If you would like to purchase single full-length episodes of the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast, visit our Gumroad page at malmag.gumroad.com and that is M-A-L-M-A-G dot G-U-M-R-O-A-D dot com. This week, I sit down at the Inosanto Academy with Natasha Lapore. She is a scientist working on some exciting things and we talk about her history in the martial arts as well as brain injuries and such. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast, and today I have, I think, the third person in my Canadian series. <laughs> I think you're the, the third person in a row here I've, I've interviewed who is uh, from Canada, so I'm just going to call it part of my Canada series. Excellent. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is uh, Natasha Lapore, if I can say it even remotely correctly. Um, Natasha is uh, originally from Canada, as I'm kind of giving it away here, but um, I know her from the Innocenzo Academy of Martial Arts, and she's one of these um, folks that I call unusual in a good way, in that she is one of our uh, Shudo people. So she takes a Shudo class here, as well as JKD and, and many other things, but Shudo is kind of an unusual, smaller group, and it's kind of an intense art. So when you meet her and you think Shudo, she's very unassuming, and I don't mean that in a bad way. You're very, like, just like kind of endearing a uh, person in your appearance, and one would never believe that you uh, would be such a badass that could twist them into a pretzel. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyway, so I thought she'd be a fantastic person uh, to learn a little something about. So, Natasha, welcome to the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for interviewing me. Excellent. Um, she's also uh, another, I think, the last Canadian I interviewed was Annie, and she's a um, PhD, very smart person. The same thing here. I think i uh, I always joke with you being a rocket scientist because they always say, oh, it's a, you know, a rocket scientist is the, I think, the judge on being smart. But you said scientist, but not quite on rockets. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not quite rockets. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, do you want me to give a little bit about my, my yeah. background? Yeah. So um, I studied physics. I, I, did a, I, well, I did my undergrad in math physics. Then I went to Cambridge to do a master's in applied math. And then... Um, did a PhD at Harvard in uh, theoretical physics and quantum chaos, and then switched eventually to, um, well, after my PhD. That, was that boring? I hope that wasn't too boring. <laughs> that, why you switched? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I wanted to do something that was a little more immediately applicable to helping people. Okay. And, and so I ended up in, uh, I mean, physics is great, but it's more of a long-term sort of thing that I was doing. And, and uh, whereas now I, I work on uh, brain MRI and uh, more of the medical side of things. Like I, so I, I do research on um, developing software to analyze brain MRI, especially in children. Wow. Well, that's fascinating. 
That's great. Uh, hence, hence our earlier conversation. That's fantastic. You know, I, I really didn't know that end of it. I just remember we've had some very um, uh, amazing conversations about different things um, at dinners at the Evelys before. Oh yes. And uh, yeah. So what? So you have a very unique, um, I guess, profession. You know, compared to a lot of people. So how did you get into? So that's a very brainy side. How did you get into the physical side, martial arts? Um, wow. Yeah, that's a good question. I haven't thought about that in a, in a long time, but uh, I, you know, I think I always wanted to do martial arts. So even when I was a kid, it was always, and, and, and I always thought, well, I'm never going to be really good at it. And, and, uh, and so, and, and I sort of like self defeated myself into not, not trying. And then <laughs> at some point uh, when I was, yeah, um, I think in grad school at some point, um, I just finally decided to try and I started with Aikido, did Aikido for seven years and then um, my sensei passed away and then I also moved here to, to LA and I tried doing Aikido in LA but um, I just couldn't try a new style because I was so attached to my previous sensei and he passed away and it felt like betraying him even though I mean learning any, any style is, is great but I, I just couldn't stay with Aikido and so then I looked around, I, I searched through every school in the LA area, found the Anasanto Academy, and um, I've been here since 2006, I think. Wow. Wow, okay, so you, you actually have been here almost as long as I have. I didn't realize oh, really? that. Yeah, I, I came that. around 2004, um, but I mean, I've been doing Kali and, and JKD for about 10 years before that, and then um, karate and kickboxing for 10 years before that. But, um, but yeah, that's interesting. I didn't realize that you'd, you'd quite been here that long oh, yeah, um, I but like I do rem you know I, I've remembered you here for a long time so that doesn't surprise me yeah so the stuff we do here is <clears throat> I want to say quite different than Aikido especially the things that you've chosen now there's crossover and we can get into that sort of thing but you know from the initial look-see at something you would definitely say what we're doing here is not Aikido. No. So what, what attracted you to stay here or pick this place and, and what you're doing here? Um, well, I mean, I think obviously this place is amazing. Uh, there's so many different styles. I like, I like trying, um, I like being able to, to see different aspects of martial arts and, and uh, that's, that's one of the great things here. There's so many different, different classes one can take. Um, you know, everyone, everyone is amazing. Like there's so many good instructors. Um, I feel like I can, I, as someone who doesn't do martial arts for a living, I feel like it, it's, it's easier here to, I guess, be able to trust and trust instructors. I, I guess I, I'm going to try to say this like, in a, like, like I know, I know I can trust people here to be giving me good instruction. Like whereas. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if that makes sense, like if, if I went somewhere else and I felt like I had to research more of what people were saying and all this, it'd be, it would maybe feel like more work. I, I'm not sure if I'm being <laughs> clear, but um, here, here I feel like, you know, we know this stuff works and, and it's, it's, you know, it's nice oh, to be yeah, able to trust. Yeah, the track record's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, we can say that, uh, especially with the, I guess, the, the reach. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting how something like Guru Nisano stuff reaches from the absolute staged, i.e. movies, mm -hmm. right? There were one degree of separation, it seems, from everybody 
that's in the stunt industry, and then to the hyper reel because he's trained and his students have trained law enforcement, military, special ops, this sort of stuff. So from the guys who are absolutely using it in the hyper reel situation to the guys who are using it in the absolutely staged thing and then everything in between. So it's it must be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's 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 amazing, and uh, and and I like the history here. Also, it's really cool to learn about the history of martial arts, and that doesn't always, uh, you know, th there's not always this breadth of, of history necessarily in, in all schools because some people are, you know, coming at it from a little bit less of the ex less of this all the experience that right. is here, and so. Um, yeah, I think those are the reasons why I stayed in this particular school, and the people are, you know, really well. cool. Also, well, let's <laughs> go. Let's go back a little bit. I mean, because you know, you started in grad school, which is actually, you know, there's there's no bad time to start, but you know, uh, people start at different times, and it's it's always interesting to see, you know, you I, I look at you and I look at your skill level, and I would have never assumed you started that late. Actually, I would have I would have thought you'd been doing this since you were a kid. Oh, thank and you. And so yeah, so that's actually. You know, a very interesting fact for me to learn there. Um, so, in grad school, you're looking for some martial art. What attracted you to Aikido? Why did you pick that? Um, you know, I didn't know what I was doing at, at that time. And, and uh, I had a boyfriend who had done a bunch of different martial arts. And so I just asked him what he thought would be the best for me. And, uh, and he said, oh, yeah, for sure, Aikido. Try Aikido. You'll like it. And, and I did. And I loved it. I really loved it for a while that I was you know, doing Aikido every day, like seven days a week. Wow. All, all the time going to Aikido camp in the summer. Like, yeah, so he was right. <laughs> <laughs> so what about Aikido made you really love it like that? Um, a lot of different things. So I think one of the things I really like about martial arts is it's like being a kid again. It's mm. like, you know, you don't have that kind of in interaction as an adult with, like, on the street. Like, you wouldn't go on the street and throw people, throw someone. <laughs> that might not work. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you could, but you go to jail. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, you do that as a kid, and, and like, it's like being a kid again in, in a, you know, as an adult, and that, that's really nice to be able to have that kind of interaction with people. Um, I like the acrobatic side of martial arts. I think that's also why I really like Shudo is because there's a lot of like rolling and throwing and all that. And, and I really like that aspect of it. It's like gymnastics, but where you throw people. And that's, that's yeah. Fun. Well, Shudo is incredibly physical. Uh, it's one of those classes I look at here and go, woo, you know, the art I can do, the warm-up's the thing I have the trouble with, all the bendy... Yeah stuff <laughs> with previous back issues for me but um but you know the rest of it's just it's incredibly physical it's an uh, amazing art um and it's almost i almost want to say okay it's japanese like aikido but i almost would think you know aikido is sort of this peace and harmony and shudo i kind of don't think of <laughs> peace and harmony i think of it as break you yeah twist you in half yeah it's kind <laughs> of the opposite yeah <laughs> um yeah, but it has that same, it has the, all the acrobatic side of, of Aikido. Um, it has, I really like the Japanese, um, just sort of the formal Japanese stuff around, the, around it also. Um, I think, I mean, martial arts are very, I mean, it's, it's a dangerous sport and, mm -hmm. and a da dangerous um, you know, thing to do. And, and, and I think having all of that formalism around it sort of forces people to stop and think and think that you know what they're about what they're doing and, right. and sort of enforces a certain discipline to make sure that that people are more respectful towards each other 
and um, so, so I really like that. And and also uh, when I started, um, you know, Sensei Yuri was uh, was around. And, yes. And um, he, he was. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he was so amazing. I just. And that's uh, for those of you who don't know listening. That's Yuri Nakamura, who uh, was a. Uh, staple here at the Innocenza Academy for many years and um, you know many might know him as a Jeet Kune Do instructor which he probably was and still is one of the most knowledgeable ones on the planet just in Japan now as opposed to here at the United States at the Innocenza Academy but he is the guy who brought Shudo to the United States and it's you know, people kind of know about it, I think, but it, it's rare. It's like you don't, you won't really find a lot of places that are teaching it. So here at the academy is one, one of the few places, and we had him. We had the guy, the guy, you know, here for quite a while. Yeah, he was incredible. I mean, just watch him do, you know, do shudo or any martial art, and and just it just made me happy just to to watch him, like watch how he was, um, you know watch him train watch him um you know and, and and he was also such an amazing instructor like yes he was so good with all the students right? and you never lost patience which i think was was a very Im impressive skills because sometimes <laughs> I, I, assume, <laughs> I assume he was not always proud of us uh well yeah because i mean you think you know he's he was a very precise guy so it's you know he embodies you know when i think japanese and a japanese approach he embodies that and he's, he's very precise, he's very exact, he's, he certainly practices to, um, I guess, what we would potentially call perfection, or as close to it. Um, I, that's always a word that I, I, I'm very careful about, because I think of it more conceptually as I do as a fact, but I think if someone embodied it, it would be him. Yeah, I think sure. he was as close to it as, as any human can get, yeah. Absolutely, and so, yeah, you could imagine <laughs> when you have that self-discipline and, yeah, the rest of us bumbling fools <laughs> who are coming in here trying to attempt this, you know, thing that he's doing, but, you know, he was, he certainly was always very um, kind to us in, in that regard, and um, I, we're only talking about him in past tense in the fact that he's not present here at this academy now. He still very much is alive in Japan, and uh, he still teaches, I believe, there. He um, does, yeah. You can actually go <clears throat> see him and train in JKD or Shuto, and he's happy to do that. He just had a, a medical issue that um, would not allow him to travel, and he happened to be, um, fortunately for him, home in Japan at the time around a very good uh, facility. So yeah. it worked out, but he's, he's still with us, and you can still uh, train with him. Uh, we just miss him here at the academy, certainly. Yeah, we miss him a lot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So how do you sort of reconcile that uh, kind of what I was talking about, that, that, that sort of Aikido with Shudo? Um, I, you know, I, I, I think they're just different aspects of martial arts, and I think they're, they're all, I mean, important aspects. I mean, Aikido, Aikido is really nice, but... It, it also has its own philosophy of not, you know, not engaging, not, you know, until someone attacks you. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to learn the other aspects also, right? You want to learn to attack, to learn to, to defend. And, and I think that um, Shudo has this other aspect and, and I really enjoy learning all of that also. And 
you know, the, the whole mixed martial arts side of things and not just um, the defensive side from Aikido. Wow. So, uh, again, like I kind of said earlier, Shudo uh, in, in this academy tends to be a little bit smaller of a group, and I think it's just there's, there's a, an intensity to it that um, for someone who's a hardcore martial artist, that's certainly something they'd be attracted to, and they're going to they're gonna jump in there. The average person may go, ooh, that's a bit much. And, you know, we wax and wane, and it looks like we're, we're starting to get more, and part, part of that's a product of, the, you know, the season and coming out of COVID and all that kind of good stuff too. But it looks like the program's starting to, to grow again, um, which is always something I, I'm happy to see and would love to, to help promote that a bit more um, because we do have um, Harlan Hugh teaching uh, as the main teacher in that now here, and he's phenomenal. Um, closing in on his black belt in jujitsu, um, I can see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a, a very well-experienced um, grappler and uh, the person that Sifuyori or Sensei we should say in the respect of the Japanese art, um, put the trust in his hand to continue it here. And also an incredibly smart guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I think it's kind of interesting. I'm like, the class that I would assume you get dropped on your head a lot seems to have <laughs> the smartest people in it. <laughs> I, I think, so I, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of smart people in, in a lot of a lot of the <laughs> classes here, but 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 uh, but but I think with shudo, like it's such a complex art that I think it attracts also um, maybe the type of people who are interested in in having to think about what they're doing a lot. Um, mm. So at least that's an element of it for me. Certainly, like every class, I am learning something new, and I have to think all the time to like figure out. How to how to do each technique and that that maybe attracts a certain type of, of people. Certainly, yeah, and that's that's an interesting thing to hear because you you are one of our senior shudo people, so you've been in it quite a while. Maybe you know I, I think since it's such a rare art, maybe people probably don't even understand what it is. Maybe and I, I think you'd be better to describe it than me. Oh wow, uh, I, I'm not usually very good at <laughs> defining things. Um, how how do you? Okay, I have to think about this question. Can we get back yeah, to it? Yeah, no problem. I, I, I know it shouldn't be a trick question, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, let me think about it a little bit. Um, yeah, ask the next question. I'll answer this one right after. Okay, let's see. Where do I want to go from there then? Um, I mean, I guess I can give like a one-line summary. It's like a Japanese, modern Japanese mixed martial art that involves like striking, um, throwing, grappling, a bit of everything basically. And, and it's a sport, so it, it's, um, you know, the, the, a lot of the techniques are based on sports rather than street fighting. Um, and uh, But it would work know. quite well uh, street-wise. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you guys can, you know, check it out on YouTube. It's S-H-O-O-T-O. And what you will see is that it looks like UFC. Now, if you go back and you look at early UFC, which was very distinct styles versus each other, no weight class, bare knuckle thing. Look at when Shudo was first done in the United States, amateur bouts. And then look at when UFC was. Shudo was here first. And UFC ends up evolving into this thing that looks more like Shudo does now. So you've got a, a kickboxing stand-up, uh, I believe. Uh, so the founder was 
Satoru Sayama, if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. who was yeah. known as the Tiger Mask in uh, Japanese wrestling uh, circles. And I believe he wanted to create something that was not choreographed, something that was real. So they ended up taking essentially a Muay Thai uh, stand-up base, and then their wrestling base was kind of like the old-style wrestler. So it was um, catch wrestling, um, hook wrestling, and um, I'm guessing there's obviously got to be some jujitsu and things like that in there yeah, as well. Yeah, there, there's a bit of everything, yeah. Yeah, so it's, they got a, a bit of a mix. And oh, the sambo, because they uh, shoot or they really like to get into the the leg locks and the foot locks and, and that sort of thing. And I think there's a bit more, um, as I look at it, a bit more throwing than you would see kind of in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, yeah, a lot a lot more throwing than, than Brazilian jiu-jitsu, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, I don't know, that, like, when, when you ask that question, like, the one thing that, that keeps coming to my mind because it's been sort of a theme of a lot of classes is, like, Recently, it's like, well, Shudo is pain. <laughs> but that, that's maybe not what we want to put in the, in the thing. <laughs> well, in a smiley sort of way. I it, mean, it with a lot of smiley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, not a, it's not a light calorie class. Let's put it that way. It's not a light calorie art, but it also shouldn't discourage a person, especially if you come here. I mean, the, the group's going to take care of you. That, that, I don't think you have to worry about injury or anything like that. No. Um, but it's, it's certainly, it's not, a, it's not a Tai Chi class. We can put it that way. It's, it's, uh, these guys get down, they get sweaty, you hit stuff, you wrestle with each other. You guys pretty much, and I, I'm usually teaching a private lesson as the class is going on, but I teach the class afterwards. So I come down and they're in the middle of, you know, finishing up some wrestling on the mat and stuff. And, and, uh, they look thoroughly warmed up. I'm gonna put yes. it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's it's uh, yeah, it's a bit, it's a good workout. <laughs> so a good question for you because um, grappling classes, I would say in general, and shooto definitely, um, jujitsu is mixing up a little bit more, but it's predominantly a male class. Yeah. So how do you, as a female, uh, you know, how how are you? Obviously, you're great in it because you're still here, and it's it's a situation that's that's fine with you. But I mean, do you? I don't know. I guess I should ask you to comment on that. Yeah. Too. No. And thank you for asking that because I think that that's a, it's an important question. It mm -hmm. took me a really long time to to be okay with it. Actually, it, it wasn't that oh, easy. Really? Okay. Yeah. It took. Uh, so I started when I started. I mean, I always loved judo, but. When I started, I was the only woman in the class yeah, yeah. for years. And, and so I would come to it, like I would start, like, you know, I would start doing shooto for a little bit, then I would stop. And then I, I sort of felt like I, maybe I shouldn't be in the class. And, uh, and so I'd start and then I, yeah, take a break and, and so on. And, um, and it's hard also because, I, like, it's not, this is not my main job. So if, if I wanted to be a professional martial artist, I think I'd have a different attitude to it you know I, mm -hmm. I think I would have it would have been easier but because because I do this um, you know as my pastime I mean like so it's it's uh, <laughs> it becomes um, even more challenging because I, I'm it, I'm not like the top person in, in shooto in the in the world you know like in that case it would I it would feel yeah. a little bit easier to be going against the 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 trend of like do you know <laughs> and but 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 since I'm just like a a normal person coming here it, it, it <laughs> <laughs> so so but then at some point I guess we we ended up having a more 
uh, cohesive group in, in the class for a little yeah. while, and, and that really helped a lot. Like I, I started hanging out with some of the people in the class, like mm -hmm. like Harlan and, and Scott, and and um, you know the the group we, we had at the time, a few other people who aren't uh, here anymore, but um, and uh, and and it really helped to start like having actual people that were like doing shooto with me and and mm -hmm. not feel isolated. So that. Yeah, then, then that's, ever since then I've been coming regularly and not feeling like I, not feeling that pressure. Wow. Yeah, trust. And this concludes the abbreviated version of the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast. Please click the like and subscribe buttons as well as the notification bell. Also consider subscribing to the full-length podcast at www.patreon.com slash malmag or purchasing individual full-length episodes at malmag.gumroad.com. Thank you for listening to this episode with Natasha Lapore. Next week I go to Calgary again and I speak with a phenomenal martial artist named Jay Cooper. Check out the Malmag store at www.martialartslifestylemagazine.com and click on the store tab. There, you will find a full selection of Timmy B's brand sticks for FMA and Kirby Kerbong, as well as Timmy B's and Dos Manos t-shirts. Many more products coming soon. Also click on our courses tab to purchase online courses, right now featuring a course in the Dos Manos stick of FMA. More courses to come. This show is produced by Martial Arts Lifestyle Magazine. Visit us at www.martialartslifestylemagazine.com and enjoy the free version of our online magazine with articles, a recommended schools page, and a worldwide events calendar. Music by Jack Al Relic. Martial Arts Lifestyle Magazine and the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast are trademarked and copyrighted by TNT LLC.